All right, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 174 of the Cultural Podcast. Sam Adamo coming at you live from the road. What, what, what highway are we on, boys? What is this? Is this the Trans-Canada Highway? Live from the Trans-Canada Highway between Montreal and Quebec City. It is Grand Prix weekend in Montreal and we are celebrating by getting the fuck out of Montreal. And the, uh, the slew of foreigners, the foreigners, invading our city this weekend. I'm joined by the handsome and powerful Steph and Khalil. We're going to leave last names out of this. There's no point. They're, they're teammates of mine on our uh, amateur football team who has a game tomorrow. We're paying to stay overnight. The team, supplement, the team supplies nothing. They supplement zero. We, we actually pay to play. And... Um, I have a theory that we're actually like propping up the semi-pro team. Technically, we're not the first team at the club. Some clubs at this level, at the AAA level, have a first team, which is in AAA. We happen to have a semi-pro team above us in the third tier of the Canadian football pyramid, which makes no goddamn sense because it's not the third tier. There's no second tier above them. But let's call it the third tier, just to be diplomatic. I have a theory that we are... Propping them up, our f- I, I, I think we're funding the semi-pro team above us. So we're paying to play, but we still have to drive and pay our own gas and pay to stay overnight in Quebec City where we have a match tomorrow. Uh, and, and that's it. That's, that, that's my life right now. That's where, that's, where, that's where we're at. That's what's going on right now. That's where my football, that's where our football career is at, boys. Is that right? This is going to be straight. I should have brought a second microphone. I did not. Um, this is also a very weird shift. Of, like the paradigm just shifted really, is really, really strange right now. Because there's like a weird dynamic when you have uh, you know a bunch of people in the car. I'm I'm an English speaker primarily. Khalil is more of a French speaker, but he understands English, and likewise, I speak terrible French. So there's like a lot of back and forth and overlap. But now uh, French is is banned in the car temporarily because none of the listeners speak French. So it's like the opposite of what's going on in Quebec right now. It's like the opposite of what's going on in Quebec. I mean, are we going to be, are, are our children going to be allowed to even speak English in the home when the thought police comes into uh, full effect? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, we're, we're going to take advantage of this while we can. We're going to have an English podcast in an environment where we would normally be speaking a dynamic, like a cocktail of English and French. Hope you guys are all doing well. It was a brutal week for the Azzurri, if we're being honest. I mean, if we're if we thought we were at rock bottom before, it's I I don't know I don't know, man. If you think hell is missing two World Cups and not going to a World Cup for twelve straight years, I would submit to you that it's not going to a World Cup for twelve straight years and missing two World Cups and losing to Germany to the tune of a five-two loss. Uh, not good, not good at all. But we have a lot to talk about, man. We're going to discuss a little bit about that game. Um, we left tongues wagon after the podcast the other day with the lovely Paula. Um, we did not go into a great deal of depth about Liazuri's games. We're going to do that now because, look, we're going to talk mostly about the, the Germany game because it's the one that's freshest in everyone's mind. Um, but it's also the most relevant one because the finalissima is one that nobody gives a shit about. Roberto Mancini chose to start basically the same team that was in the Euro last year. He said it's their tournament to go out or their trophy to go out and try to win. I mean, we went into this Nations League game against Germany, first place in our group. 
which, again, who gives a flying fuck about the Nations League? Who gives a fuck about it, right? Do you care less about the... Who cares? This is actually an interesting point. Do you care less about the Finalissima or about the Nations League? This is very relevant. Because I don't know... It gun to my head, I don't know which one I care less about. But, I mean, clearly Roberto Mancini doesn't care about the Nations League much. I mean, what we've done here is we've basically... I mean, we've, we've called up everybody under the sun who's been involved with the national pool at the youth level over the past couple of years, and we've given them a fair shot. I don't know if we're going to see those same guys again next year. I think everyone needs to kind of chill out a little bit, though. Look, so I don't like losing to Germany and conceding five goals to them as much as the next guy. Steph's German, by the way. He's smirking from ear to ear. You guys probably don't... I, feel, I just realized, dude, these mics are so fucking good that you guys could laugh. I could have you burst in a gut, and this mic won't even pick it up because it only... It drowns out all other sound. People might think I'm insane right now. It sounds like I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to two people in the car. It sounds like, I mean, like, we have to post a clip of this or something to show that I'm very clearly in a back seat right now as I'm recording this. But, no, Steph's German. He, he's, he's smirking from ear to ear. He's very proudly German, actually. His daughter, excuse me, his, his niece, his niece and nephew, his nieces and nephews are going to be going to a German school in Montreal because such is the value. What are you, Steph's getting flown around. He's going to Powderborn games and boxes. For work, like he's he's a very proud German man. So, so I say this delicately, but I don't like the Germans when it comes to football. Steph just laughed. He said he's so. As a, look, look, who likes it? Who likes it? I don't even like. I don't even like Italians anymore. I don't even like Italians anymore. The more time I spend in Montreal, the more I hate my own people. If we're being honest, no, like I was saying this before. It's just a testament to how trashed how garbage the Montreal Italians are how stupid Italians on the East Coast are that there's I mean how many Germans are there in Montreal there's not that many right in in the city where we live but there's a German school we are so stupid we couldn't even get together we have like are there a hundred thousand Italians in Montreal we couldn't even get together enough people to fucking put a school together well that's how little we value education that's how little we value education but look, so I'm not a big fan of the Germans when it comes to football, and I, you know, I don't like seeing us concede five goals to them. I don't like seeing Gigi Donnarumma fucking turn the ball over again. As a goalkeeper, I find it very, you know, I, I, pers I feel personally attacked, right, when people say that he's not one of the best goalkeepers. He totally is. He just has one little issue, and that's it's 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 a position. It's with the ball at his foot. He fucks up and overthinks it sometimes. Whatever, it's upsetting. I get it. But look, if we're gonna be honest. It's a, very experimental, it's a very experimental lineup that we fielded. And Roberto Mancini doesn't give a shit about the Nations League. We were in first place sitting pretty going into this game. Who cares what happened? We could have lost 10-0. It would have been embarrassing if nothing else. But as long as you don't get relegated from this pool, your ranking doesn't really get affected that adversely. We need to, re we need to realize that there's no meaningful football for us until the turn of the year. The rest of 2022 is a write-off. And Roberto Mancini knows it. He's going to get roasted in the media. People are going to say Mancini out. He's not here to win anymore. He's here to try to bring in the next players who are going to be part of the fray for the next cycle. Because when you win a tournament, I mean, a weird thing happens. Like, Francesco Totti retired when he was 30 from international football after winning a World Cup. And that felt wrong. I was mad about that. He was right. He was right to do that. There was nothing more for him to give or to do. He had a good club. For, he had a good rest of his club career with Roma for almost another 15 years. And that's good. Great. You know? Lorenzo Insigne shouldn't still be available for selection, as excellent as he is, as much as we love him. Most of that team shouldn't be anymore. There's, you know, 
and they should they should have taken it upon themselves. It's what, but you know, we don't kick guys out quickly enough. Unfortunately, it's like the opposite of what the Germans do, right? Where Yogi Love might kick guys out prematurely and then call them back, say, "Sorry, I made a mistake. I take you back." You know, I take you back. I shouldn't have broke you up. I love you, baby. Whatever, right? But like Giorgio Chiellini, still playing. Was, was insane. I, it makes no fucking goddamn sense, right? He should have retired after lifting that trophy last year. That's the culture of the Italian national team. We're at a point now where we still have a competitive side who could probably do damage at a World Cup if we had been, you know, competent enough to qualify. But unfortunately, we didn't, and now we need to kind of move on past a lot of these guys and just constantly renew shit. You know, we got to kind of be in a state of constant renewal. And by playing... What do you think is going to happen to Willy Nyonto now, an 18-year-old guy who just changed his life in the last two weeks, scored a goal against Germany, got an assist... Got four caps to his name now in two weeks and plays for Zurich in the Swiss League. Do you not think that an Italian club might want to take him on now? And if they do, do you think they're going to take him on to be on the bench? Fuck no. You could say I'm a senior Italian international. Start me. I mean, Roberto Mancini could be shifting the culture here by calling up a lot of these young guys. It's relevant. So we got to take it for what it is. And these matches are effectively fucking stupid, useless, and, and irrelevant other than the fact that they're going to allow for him to experiment and try guys out and see who's up to the challenge and who's not up to the task. That's where we're at, man. I mean, that's pretty much it. We're 11 minutes into this shit, and it's, it's, that's all I got to say. I mean, do I need to talk you guys all off the ledge? Some people are saying it's the only competition we've got. Who cares? Who fucking cares? Does anybody care about the Nations League? Oh, oh, oh if we had won the Nations League and we had sandwiched a World Cup absence... Between a Nations League win and a Euro win, that would have made you feel better. Who cares? It's a joke of a tournament that nobody cares about, has no history yet. It's not relevant at all right now. Move on, you know? It is what it is. It, it truly is. There's no chance that we get into this World Cup. Stop coming at me with this fucking shit about Ecuador and the courts. It's over. It's not happening. If it does, that could be the worst thing that could happen. Like, what do you do then if we actually get into the World Cup on a technicality because of those Ecuadorians not knowing... What, that, that, that one Colombian guy's birth certificate when he was born. Who, who then plays for us? Do we bring guys back into the fray? Does Giorgio Chiellini come out of international retirement? Or do we just roll the dice and say, fuck it, this is a rebuild tournament? Do we do what they do in American sports and say, bah, we're throwing this one out, right? This is a throwaway tournament. I don't know. I think we're, you know, we, we might be better suited in the long term over the next like eight years if we just roll with the same heads for the next decade and just and just buckle down and, and constantly try to bring in new bodies because some of them will rise to the top that's it you know so everybody calm the fuck down all right Paulo Dybala is going to Inter that's happening that's a thing that's happening I mean, is anyone really surprised I mean that guy needs to fire his agent man that guy needs to fire his agent yesterday they were offering him Juve were offering him, what 10 million on the table and I think Inter are now offering him five to sign for Inter. How is that? So now people are making a big to-do of the fact that he's vacationing with Tuku Korea. Like, like, what? Because their fucking girlfriends know each other, right? It's the weirdest thing. And people are offended by this. I, and I never understood how Paulo Dybala somehow became this cult figure as a, as a Juve icon. Like, the fact is, I mean, I don't think, I don't think that if he had retired tomorrow, Right? Excuse me. I don't think if he had retired at the end of the season and never played for Juve again, but he had just never gone and signed for another club. He retired, stopped playing football at the age of 28. I don't even think he'd have had that much of a legacy at Juve, other than the couple of titles he won and the few big goals he scored over the years. I mean, he made me feel things like as a Juve fan, 
as he did most other Juve fans. But I mean, we're not talking about a guy who captained the side and fucking, you know, put the team on his shoulders. He was in Cristiano Ronaldo's shadow for a year. And and look, I think a lot of people who, who are very upset that he would sign for Inter and say, how could he do it? He doesn't care. He really doesn't. He doesn't give a shit. If anything, he should be upset that he has to sign for less money. I mean, otherwise, like, there's really no reason for him to be ups- to, 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 to be mad about joining Inter. They have a better footballing project right now. I mean, it's the sort of thing that you see all the fucking time in modern football. But again, the guy has no ties to the club whatsoever. It's not even the first club in Italian football he played for. That's a weird thing for me. Just a lot of people have been fucking flipping out because they're on vacation together. Tuku Correa and Paolo Dybala. How could he do this? How could he... Like, what? Do you, do you, and this is, a, this is the thing, right? As a fan, as a fan, I think it's important to realize that it doesn't mean as much to you. Excuse me, it doesn't mean as much to them as it does to you. It, it really doesn't. They have a job to do. And, you, you know, when you don't play, when you don't start, you get pissed off. Okay, when you don't get the money you want, you get pissed off. It's not, it, it, these guys aren't, these guys aren't philanthropists, man. A lot of the time, they're fucking sociopaths who have had the world on a, uh, the world on a string their entire lives. They've had the best pussy. They've had the best opportunities, the best seats in restaurants. Fucking, you know, people sucking up to their dads trying to sign them. Like, you have to understand that these are people that are very self, self-interested. self I mean, they, 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 their only real motivation is self-interest. And the sooner you realize that, the better, you know? And that's why a guy like John Luigi Buffon, who played for them in Serie B, or Alessandro Del Piero, who did likewise, are, are, are going to be looked upon with, you know, a lot more respect from fans for years to come. But again, like, we shouldn't feel personally aggrieved when a guy chooses to join a rival. It's not, I mean, they have no skin in the game, really, a- at all. They have, there's no emotional skin in the game whatsoever. Man, boy, so um, let's riff here a little bit. What, what's uh, what's the vibe? What's the vibe for the game tomorrow? We have not had a good start to the season. We are uh, 0-1-5. Steph was the man of the match last week in his season debut. We got a Harvard hat right here next to us because that's the player of the game award that we've got. Steph, uh, what's what's the move here? What do you think is going on? You, like this Quebec team I think is pretty good. Sam Adama was starting goal, in goal for the first time this year. Uh, well, what's what's the prediction? What what what? Like, how much of a mess do you think this is? Because we've had like it's been quite a bit of a roller coaster of a ride here. I had to talk our coach off the ledge once after he basically quit on us because uh, wh- why did that even happen? I had to call our coach one night and tell him that we still loved him and like massage his shoulders and say, "Hey, man, it's all good. We still trust you." Um, because he cares. He cares. You see, that's a man that cares, not Paulo Dybala. Hold on, hold on to the tripod. Wait, we got a steep turn here. Khalid, what, what, what's going on? What, what's, what, what, what are we saying? What are we saying for the game tomorrow, bro? Well, uh, it's a good question. I'm pretty sure that we can have a good uh, result or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm getting bored already. I'm getting bored already. A result. A result. Yeah. You're not allowed to say anything. Nobody actually ca- Nobody follows the team. All right? You're not a role model to anyone. You don't have to say, we're going to go out and work hard, get a result. Here's what I want to know. No, but it's fine. Honestly... But honestly, if we have a tie, it's, uh, it's going to be fine because, man, it's going to be a big game. Actually, last year, I think that we lost 8-1 against oh. them. Yeah, but but they were a big team. Like, I, take exception, like I, take exception, I take exception to this. Was this two years ago? Because I was on the team that year. Last year, man. But, uh, 
Oh, really? Two, two. So that would that would be two consecutive because I wasn't on this. I wasn't on this team last year. That would be two consecutive eight-one losses in Quebec City because two years ago we did last two last time out that I was here. We had an excuse, which was we were up one 0 and our goalkeeper went out. Uh, he went down like ten minutes in, and I was I didn't have gloves or anything. We had to send another guy in goal who was a defender, no goalkeeping background, and he conceded eight goals as you do. So I mean, as long as we can keep if we can keep this to like six goals, five two, like the, the, the Germany Italy score, that'd be respectable. Yeah, but uh, bro, I gotta say, actually, last year that they finished first, I think they had thirteen wins, two losses, and one nil. Now they're on. Now in the league, I think there's 16 teams, and they're probably like 10 or 11. So I'm pretty sure that it's not the same team that was there last year. So we have a chance. Bro. We have a chance. We have a chance. Here's the issue. See, so I love it. I love. I love you that you know where they're at in the table. Here's my problem. We're last in the table. So that's relevant too. That's relevant too. I mean, we have one point. We to be fair now. The table, the table doesn't lie, but it also does. Okay, now here's why: it lies all the time because it doesn't. It won't tell you the nuance. It won't tell you how unlucky we've been. It won't yeah, tell you. Actually, actually, last week we tied against the 15 in the league. So you know, bro, we have a chance, as I said. Yeah, and, and again, the table won't say that last week we were up one nil when Steph came out. Perfect game, clean sheet, and then Halil scored an own goal to, 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 to for a one-one draw. But you had to say it. No, no, that was. So here's what I really want to know. We got to get to the bottom of this. Why are you guys staying in another hotel room? Why are you? So we all have an Airbnb. We're all biting the bullet and paying through. We're paying up the ass because one, one. I don't know. I know it's a stereotype, but one, one Middle Eastern guy on our team is. Uh, he's a big spender. Is it safe to say Mo's a big baller? He's a he's a big baller. He, nobody knows what he does. Yeah, actually, he is, bro. Yeah, he likes luxury a lot. Mo's like that. Nobody knows what he does. All we know is he drives a Tesla. Nobody knows what he does. But um, we we are staying in a place with an indoor pool, which uh, feels a little excessive. Does it not? Is it just me? But you guys, I respect you. You guys said, fuck it. We're staying in a hotel alone. Just the two of you. Like, you know, no funny business. We got two beds. and Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, two beds. Your own place. I was. It's maybe a better move. I'm gonna probably have to share a bed with someone tonight. You know, and I'm paying more than you guys are. But um, what what do you? So here's the thing. We got the place for two days. I got a christening on Sunday. I by the way, I love saying christening. It's a baptism, but I love saying I got the christening. I got the christening because it reminds me of the way Tony Soprano used to say Christopher. Um, but yeah, so I got a christening on. I got a christening on Sunday, so we got to come back right after the game on Saturday. These guys are staying until Sunday. That's a little bit bold, considering the last two times we've traveled to Quebec, we lost, or two of the last couple of times we traveled to Quebec, we've lost eight-one. This team has, um, you know, what's going to happen? Like, if we lose this game, is it is it off? Are they going to barbecue? That's what I'd like to know, because I I just I can't do it. I can't. It's like I can't I can't do it. I have erectile dysfunction after fucking an eight-one loss. I, I can't do anything. I can't function as a man. <laughs> There's no point. There's no point. I won't even try anymore. I don't know. But um, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, man. What do we say? Clean sheet first game of the year? See, here's the thing. So I have played the most... Most of my playing time this year has come as a number nine. I, I've i played maybe, what, 60 minutes probably? Probably almost 90. I probably played about 90 full minutes as a number nine. Now, in my life... I have played 90 minutes as a number nine. All 90 minutes of my entire career as a number nine came in the last month. 
I've never done it before. We, we don't have... Uh, is it safe to say that the scoring has kind of been a little bit of an issue for us? So that'll be interesting because, you know, um, no, not scoring's not good, you know? A goal makes a goalkeeper feel a little bit better when he hasn't gone in and he's a little rusty, perhaps. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't played a full game in a considerable amount of time. Maybe he feels, oh, you know what, I can relax a little bit here. If I concede a goal, we're not going to come to Quebec for nothing, for a loss. It's, what, three hours away, six hours round trip? You know, that's that's not good. That's not a good feeling. A goal early would do us very well. So we'll see how that uh, pans out, bro. What else do we got on the docket here? Here, How long do we have before we pull up? We have about 20 minutes. 20 minutes before we get there. Okay. So, um, listen, boys. I got, I got a question for you guys. Do you guys remember Deal or No Deal? Yeah. The mic won't pick you guys up. Do you guys remember Deal or No Deal? Yeah. Steph's saying yes? Okay. Did you know that there's a Deal or No Deal channel now? You know how you have, like, what is it? Is it QVC? Lori Grenier, that woman from Shark Tank, she's got, like, a channel that's... Just infomercials all the time, right? You ever see that shit? The infomercial channel? It's like old people love it, right? They'll turn it on. You know, whatever. Pensioners love it, okay? They have a deal or no deal channel now that I think just airs deal or no deal all the time. I learned this because I was at a friend's house last week. We went out to dinner. We got bombed. And I came back to crash at his place. And we watched deal or no deal. Dude, it's the craziest show I've ever seen in my life. Un unwittingly, it's the craziest show that anyone's ever probably made. Because it encapsulates American culture perfectly pre-economic crash. Let me explain. The show originated, I think the show started in like 2005. And it had a fucking run, man. Those first few years, 2005, 6, 7, you could win a million dollars, right? You had a bunch of suitcases. You had like a 1 in 30 chance of winning a million bucks. But you also had a 1 in 30 chance of winning a cent. And you would have to pick a suitcase so people would pick their lucky number. And they would, have, you know, they would then just pick suitcases out of the lot, held up by models, right, before... And it was like kind of like in that day when Entourage was on TV and everyone wanted to be... like every, Women still wanted to be in Playboy and shit. They weren't able to do shit on OnlyFans. You had to get a deal. You had to get, like, you had to get on television in order to you know, kind of make it in Hollywood. So you had these women, these soulless women, just holding up these suitcases and you would just pick them out. You, number 20, number 20. And you would fucking, there would, there would be a chance every time that, you know, the odds would go up that a million dollars would be the fucking case that they would open and they would knock a million bucks off the board. And you would just have all these fucking people, these disgusting, just fucking run of the mill, poor Americans, up to their eyeballs in debt, you know, in fucking houses they couldn't afford. These fucking, these fucking firefighters, just <laughs> like, like a firefighter's wife, a firefighter's wife on Deal or No Deal. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, my, 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 my husband, my husband's on, uh, my husband had a terrible accident in, uh, in a fire on, uh, you know, on Staten Island a few years ago. And he's been on disability leave since he can't make a living anymore. So I work as a single, you know, I work as a, I work as a teacher. We're not together anymore. So I'm a single mom to our three children. And uh, this would mean everything for me. I'm up to my eyeballs drama, in debt. Bro, that's all. That's Pure drama. That's all. Pure drama, right? Her life is a mess. And so she has a chance to change her life with a million dollars, right? And then the first offer comes in from the bank. If she can keep a million off the fucking board, right? And it's like 200 grand. And she's like, wow, this is crazy. I'm a, I, I, I owe $150,000 on my credit card. $200,000 would be life-changing. No deal. And it's like, what? What are you doing? 
and she's dancing. She's like, no deal. She fucking, nope, no ma'am. And she's like fucking doing a dance and they got the stupid little fucking music. And she's like, nope, nope. I could solve my fucking fat. My, my children don't have to starve anymore. We don't have to eat fucking spam. Nope. No, thank you. And then the fucking next off, it's just gambling. You're witnessing these degenerate gamblers who don't realize that the empire's coming to a, a crashing end. And they're just, they're just fucking, they, they still think they're going to win a million bucks. They think they picked out a million bucks. Oh, it's my lucky number. Because when my mother passed away, there were 13 nurses that came by the residence. And the 13th one was the one who told her that she reminded her of her mother. And that was just so touching. And my mother said, you know, that makes me feel better about where it is I'm going. So num since then, number 13's been lucky. And then it's like, fuck, it, it, you know, number 13's got 500 bucks in it at the end. And you know what I really love about the game too is what they do is when they take the deal, right? So the fucking for opening offers, 200 grand. And then by the way, by the end, they tap out. They're like, fuck, I can either win. I can either win three. There's three. There's a you know $200,000 case right there on the board or uh, a $500 one. So it's, you know, it's one or the other. I'm either going to walk away with fucking nothing, a dinner, right? Or all my credit card debt wiped away. And the bank's like, here, I'll offer you 50 grand. People say, fuck it. I'm done. They take the deal. And then what they always would do is they would say, well, just for fun, you know, hypothetically, if you hadn't taken the deal, let's see what you have in your suitcase. Ooh, sorry, bitch. It's 200 grand. You go home with 50. Enjoy the fucking $100,000 of debt you still have, motherfucker, you miserable fucking bitch. And that was just it. That was it every week. That was it every week. And, and, and it was just, it's incredible because nobody knew that it was all going to come to a crashing end. Nobody knew. It's all gonna come to a crashing end. And they just, they didn't realize what a fucking joke it was. People didn't realize that it would be much, much worse in four years time. That the $500,000 house that they couldn't afford that they lived in would be repossessed. And if only they had taken the deal. Anyway, anyway just, I thought that was funny. I thought that was very funny. Just a real, it was, it was the problem, but the, here's the beautiful thing about it. It wasn't, none of it was real. It didn't feel real at the time. You know what I mean? It was just like this, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it, it, nobody realized that their lives were in shambles because everyone's lives were kind of like in shambles. Everyone had a terrible credit card rating. Everyone had a mortgage they couldn't afford. And, you know, the veil hadn't been peeled off yet. You know, they were still so blissfully naive. I think I blew out the microphone, bro. Just yelling into this motherfucker. Hopefully, dude, I don't know. This is this is a little slider episode, I guess. I don't know. We're about to pull up to our place in a second. What's on the menu tonight, boys? What do we, what, what we scoffing? What do we say? There goes the tripod. I think it's an omen. We got to wrap this shit up. Where, dude, where is the chalet that they fucking booked to? Last time out, they booked it like an hour from the pitch. So we had to wake up that morning to go to the game. With The whole idea was we're going to, you know, not have as much driving to do. And we had to wake up and then go on a road trip to go to the game on the road trip. It was like a road trip within the road trip. It was like a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> anyway, boys. Okay, listen. Listeners. Everything's going to be fine. That's what he suck right now. All right. It, it, it is what it is. But you're not going to, nothing interesting is going to happen in the next six months. And you need to just fucking lump it and deal with it, man. All right. I mean, if nothing, listen, the 2026 World Cup, all right, is going to be like 48 fucking teams. If we don't qualify for that one, I mean, just, we should just, we should just retire the national team altogether. All right. You're all going to be able to go watch the fucking Italian national team in Philadelphia, right? With all the other scumbag fucking East Coast wops. Don't worry about it. All right, this is just a this is just a phase. All right, it's just a phase. Roberto Mancini's still the guy, man. 
He could very well not be too. This that's the funny thing. Like this, it could just be getting worse and worse and worse and worse. What if we don't qualify for the Euro, man? Like, like at a certain point, like we, how bad does it have to get before we kind of look inwardly and say, well, I think this has kind of run its course. We'll see. Anyway, everyone have a nice weekend. It was what, what day we today? We're the 17th of June, 2022. Everyone enjoy the weekend. This will probably be out later today, once I get to the uh, once we get to our. Uh, accommodation we'll catch you next week until next time alla prossima we'll catch you soon much love enjoy the outro ciao Povero provincia rodense, tutti camoranesi una vecchia Io cancelo maglia, Juventus, Borsellone, ero qua un bebe Sogno all'estero, sogno all'estero Papam pam pam, Rio de Janeiro Sentiva freddo, Montgomery, maglia dell'Atletico Minero Sogno all'estero, papam pam pam E bebe vuole solo andare all'estero Oh mamma mamma, gli ho fatto una promessa Lo porterò con me in un tour europeo Alla bandiera gli mancava una stella Dal Duomo alla Torre Eiffel al Colosseo E la provincia stava nella miseria Una sacoscia era vota, teneva solo mezzo euro Ora ci sta una mezza Cucci lui vista sulle spalle di Seba Una bianca, una blu e una nera Mamma non corre più per fare la spesa Sta dando da mangiare a mia sorella Fare la non è da criminale Fare la non è da criminale Sai che è più difficile fare del bene Ed è per questo che tutti fanno del male Ragazzini dentro alle case alle Si vergognano, non vogliono parlare Girano un video in una popolare Un disco d'oro lo regalano a mamma Non avere niente impari poi a dare Sono nato in una city e voglio andarmene Prima metto a posto a me e mia madre Non compro collane in macchine bugiate Sogna all'estero, non vuole stare in Italia Io canzano a Maglia, Juventus, Borsa, non ero